Hello, and welcome to Feature Presentation. I'm Taylor. And I'm Patrick. And uh, if you recognize our voices, you know that we are the folks behind the Vince Vaughnathon, where we are watching every single Vince Vaughn movie in order um, as a way to track Hollywood history. And uh, we're also the folks behind Why Two Kids, um, where we are uh, watching movies and TV shows and listening to songs and eating snacks and stuff from our childhood, our early 2000s childhood, and, uh, and reminiscing. And this is a feature presentation. Uh, you know, all of these things are under the, the umbrella of feature presentation. You find this at uh, featurepresentationvideo.com. That's where you're listening to this right now. And this is the new feature presentation show. Um, it's not going to be a weekly show like uh, the Vince Vaughnathon or Y2 Kids. We're not really going to hold ourselves to any sort of schedule. Right now it's just a, a website exclusive. And we're just going to talk about some things that are on our minds. And um, we're going to talk about, you know, we're not going to schedule ourselves, basically. If there's a movie we want to talk about, we're going to talk about it. If uh, we've come up with some sort of list or some sort of challenge or uh, we want to talk about some cool thing that we've done lately, we're going to do that here, and we're just going to kind of do it whenever. Yeah, Patrick and I often find inspiration for things that we want to talk about and want to share with you, and it just doesn't belong anywhere. So this is kind of our space to be free in what we decide to talk about and what we decide to share, um, and I'm ready to, you know, for you guys to get to know us in a new way. Like, I think tomorrow's a great example. This is not movie-related, but we're going to see Ringo Starr tomorrow. Yeah. That's cool. Um, that's something we would like to share with you. But because we do movies and, and TV shows on feature presentation, um, we don't normally get the opportunity to talk about things like that. Now, I don't, I'm not saying we would do an, an entire episode of Ringo, but we might just tell you what we've been up to in the past week or so, or two weeks since you've listened to the last episode, things we've seen, things we've been to, and um, things like that will pop up. And give you some thoughts maybe about Get Back, yeah, which we loved. <laughs> yeah. We will always take an opportunity yes. to talk about Get Back. Just so as we did at dinner last night. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, we see a lot of plays. We, we uh, are going to more and more festivals and stuff, and we're just going to chat about that kind of stuff. And we figured um, the best way to kick this off, uh, and that's how we're doing this whole week, aside from the Vince episodes and the Y2 Kid episode, is um, we are um, doing certain things to introduce ourselves and uh, really, that is talking about our favorite movies. Yeah. Um, you saw our September issue of Cut the Cord yesterday, um, where I wrote about some of my favorite movies um, on uh, different streaming, free streaming services. And uh, I'm going to talk about a couple different movies here. Taylor's got a couple movies. We just chose five. Five movies that we want to highlight. And this isn't really like a top five favorite movies. It kind, I think yours kind of is. Yeah, I would say... Uh, there are, I, listen, I have a lot of five-star movies on Letterboxd, which is kind of how I, I went about choosing my five. Um, but that being said, there are a lot of things that are fives because they're nostalgic and because of whatever. And so this is kind of, I think, um, more so it, it is very much a favorite five, but not the favorite five. And it's more just a representation of kind of, um, how I became interested in film and the films that I think reflect that. Yeah, like I, I tried to kind of spread things out. I chose movies from every 20 years or so. I would not call these five movies my top five favorite movies, but they all have different things in them that I feel are like representative of things that I like. And if that's what we're trying to do here, we're trying to, you know, you would like to get to know our different tastes in film. I feel like giving you five similar movies wouldn't really do that. So I tried to kind of sample. 
Yeah. Um, Patrick also has a larger digital footprint than mine in terms of the movies that he likes. He's written a, about a lot of his favorite films um, in various articles. So mine is more of a highlight reel because you guys don't really know about me, don't really know that about me. Um, I share bits and pieces of things that I like on the Vince Vaughnathon and I share a lot on my letterbox, but um, considering I have like three letterbox followers, I know, <laughs> I know you guys aren't there. So that, this is my opportunity to share it with you. Um, okay, so how do you want to do this? You want to kind of go back and forth? Well, at first, I would just like to say, Patrick, what has this week been for you? Oh my goodness, I'm so tired of talking about my birthday. It was my birthday. <laughs> And it was great. Imagine hating being showered with love and affection. It was affection. great. Everybody was so kind to me and um, sick of all the attention. Okay. Can you just at least indulge me and give me one highlight from your weekend? Your big birthday extravaganza weekend? Um, uh, the part that was also your favorite part, which was seeing Beast at AMC on Friday night, was probably... All right, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. let's, no, let's talk about movies that we're watching recently. Beast, I hated every moment of it. Um, <laughs> but it, not because you thought no, the movie was it, poopy. No, the movie was not bad. I just like, ugh, I think being mauled to death might be among the worst possible deaths that could possibly okay, happen. Okay, how would you like to do this? You want to go back and forth? You want to do your okay. five and then my five? Um, you can start since you're the birthday boy. Okay, I let's go back and forth. Yes. Oh, yeah, sorry, I meant to say that, but I, I meant you start with... The back and forth. So this is not a um a, a one through five. I'm going in chronological order here, um, but my number one does also happen to be my favorite movie of all time, um, uncontested for for many many years, um, and that would be The Wizard of Oz from 1939. Um, Tell me all about it. Yeah, it's a movie that I fell in love with when I was a little boy, and. You know, had multiple VHS copies because I wore them out. That's the classic thing that everybody says, and I am always suspicious of whether or not that was true. But um, maybe I shouldn't be because I actually did that with my copies of The Wizard of Oz. Um, I went through a couple. Had to get it on DVD when we moved to a DVD player. Um, it was the first Blu-ray I ever bought. Uh, it's just a movie that's always sort of been there for me. The first play I was ever in when I was a little boy was um, uh, The Wizard of Oz. And it's just, it's always been a part of my life. I love everything about it. I love the story. I love um, these, these crazy characters that they're all playing. I think it's, it, it's, it's while, while being crazy, um, a very earnest movie. Um, I love the songs. I love the lessons. I mean, I think that um, part of that is nostalgia speaking, but that's also what this is. It's my favorite movies. It's not movies I think are objectively perfect. Um, although at the same time, I kind of feel like the Wizard of Oz is, you know, um, they just, they just nailed every single part of it. I don't think that there's really anything there that I feel like, um, you know, doesn't compare to anything else. Um, I think it's, it's, it's fun from beginning to end and, um, yeah, it's, it's a classic for a reason and it's my favorite movie of all time. Wonderful. Yeah. Patrick. If you talk to him for five minutes, we'll know that The Wizard of Oz is his favorite That's movie. That's so not true at no, all. I you feel... act like I'm meeting strangers on the street. No, right? I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like, it is something that comes up if you know Patrick at all. Because it's something he's genuinely really passionate about. Like, we find opportunities each year to go see it in theater or at a drive-in. Or we went to the orchestra this year, which was incredible, um, and saw it the movie over being played over by a live orchestra. Um, and yeah, it, I, it, the wizard of Oz is a movie that I liked as a kid, but 
I was not nearly as in love with it as, as you are. And I was honestly like a little scared of it. I remember my mom skipping over a lot of it. Um, and now my, my enjoyment from this movie really just comes from seeing, seeing Patrick so happy. And, uh, we're, we're sitting here right now, we're recording this live in uh, feature presentation video, um, our headquarters. headquarters and, um, you know, we have our, our entire film library here. We have all of our different devices on which we watch things, lots of memorabilia. And of course, a very notable and very large Wizard of Oz section. Uh, I, I have a lot of this memorabilia. I, I've been given a lot of this stuff. People know that I love this. It's it's I, I supposedly a well-known thing about me. Um, and yeah, we're sitting right next to a, a bunch of that stuff. Right in between the Star Wars section and the Batman section. Yeah, where where it was where God intended it, honestly. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Yes, yeah, um, it's a perfectly great movie. Uh, barrier breaking in many ways. Always fun to revisit. Um, I know you're going in kind of a particular order for yourself. I'll kind of explain my order a little bit. I am going in not chronologically of like the films and when they came out, but chronologically of kind of how I started discovering my taste in film over time and going from some older favorites to some newer favorites with the exception of the first movie that I'm going to talk about, which is just kind of an outlier on the list. Um, And that is Monsters, Inc. Um, Monsters, Inc. is a movie that I definitely watched as a kid and I enjoyed as a kid. Um, But we did not really like rediscover it as like a a huge part of our lives until a couple years ago. I can't even remember like what made us revisit it. Did we see it in theaters? No, we just turned we it just on. We just turned one it day. on one day. Okay, yeah. Um and it is like my it is no, not it not it is like it is my favorite animated film of all time. And I know there are people probably yelling at the screen going like, "Oh my gosh, like I I can't believe you're not saying it's blah blah blah," but no. Monsters, Inc. is incredible. It's How could flawless. it not be the great mouse detective? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Monsters, Inc., it's incredible. It's it's so funny and witty and smart for all ages, including adults. I find something new and humorous about it every time I watch it. The characters are so lovable. The animation is incredible and so captivating. I love the world that they've managed to create and how every monster is genuinely unique and not just like the same basic thing with different colors and amounts of eyes they are all very very unique and i am just captivated every single time i watch it um yeah we just recently patrick and i are like low-key obsessed with squishmallows which is like really embarrassing to say as an adult until you sleep with one and then you realize you can never go back to a normal pillow because they are so much more comfortable than anything you can buy anywhere else. Um, and for Patrick's birthday, we recently invested in Mike and Sully because they're just so cute and cuddly <laughs> and I love them so much. And they just, that movie is like a movie that will make me cry every time. Like I know I could quote it at this point. Um, and it still just like chokes me up. I just think it's the sweetest story ever. I love it. We also, uh, our very first Y2 Kids episode yeah. was on Monsters, Inc. Um, so if you want to hear us talk about it for 45 minutes and drink, uh, what are those things called? Apple juice? No, it was not Yoo-Hoo's. Uh, I, I chose the drink. It was the little chocolate oh, guy. Uh, oh, my gosh. You It was like strawberry milk. 
Oh yeah. Nesquik. Nesquik. Yeah. If you um if you wanna yeah listen to us rant about how much we love it. The website you're on right now. Click the Y two Kids tab. Scroll down a little bit. It'll be right there. Yep. That's we've made it easy for you, folks. We have. There's no reason not to explore. Um. Okay. So my next one is a movie that I just showed you for the first time. Uh, from 1955, The Night of the Hunter. Yes. This movie is, um, gosh, I, I I wanted to choose this movie for a couple of reasons. I talked about it a little bit um, in the last Cut the Court episode, and I said I would expand on it here. And I partially did that as like a cop-out because I was like, how do you like talk about a movie so great and say how it's great? Without just like listing all the reasons why it's great, um, and I still don't really know if I know how to do that. Um, I mean, the the big thing for me is, I mean, there, there are so many great parts of this film. I I love the journey that it takes you on. Some of the best cinematography, black black and white cinematography ever. Some of the best black and white lighting ever, if not the best. But for it me, it is a truly stunning movie. But for me, it's Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Robert Mitchum's performance is, I mean, there there are like, you know, if, if you are a movie person, which I would assume that you are if you're listening to this, there are, you probably have like five or ten performances where you just go like, I cannot believe that people are that good at acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, that was unbelievable. I see a lot of movies and people are never that good. Yeah. And, and, um, one of the things I talked about in Cut the Cord was like, I love movies with great performances. Um, it's, it's one of the things I, I sort of latch on to the most. And I also love great director, uh, actor pairings. And this has that Charles Lawton's first movie. He's a great actor. Um, the only movie he ever made. And the, the, the way that he uses Mitchum to be this you know, this, this villain, okay, I I heard this one time, Ian McKellen say this about Iago in Othello, right, I think I told you this before, it's very easy for Iago to do a bunch of dastardly shit, and then turn and wink at the audience and be like, ha ha ha, you know, or, or I got him. You know, I'm being all suave to them, but they don't know I'm, I don't actually like them. I'm being mean. Ha 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 ha. Right. It's really easy to do that. When Robert Mitchum is, is schmoozing all of these people in this world around him and he's, he's captivating these people. He never winks at you. He never does anything to, he never makes a smug face when he turns around. Right. He's perfectly the character that he's playing is perfectly in the character that he's playing at all times. He's, he's doing this thing where he, he's taking over this town and, and convincing them that he's not this, you know, jailbird, essentially. And they all fall for it. And he does it so well. And he never once even slightly sort of gives up. Who he we, trusts the audience. Who he really is. Exactly. Right? And it's, gosh... It's masterful. It really is. And that's why I love the ending so much. I'm not really going to spoil things, but if you've never seen Night of the Hunter, go freaking watch it. It's such a good movie. Um, I, I think it's on Canopy or whatever. I told you in Cut the Cord where you could find it for free. 
Um, in the ending, when they call him on his shit, and he just has to drop the act, and he just instantly becomes the devil, all of a sudden, it's just like, it's it's stunning. Everything about this performance is stunning, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm always blown away by it. Yeah, I watched this movie um, recently when Patrick showed it to me um, as he was preparing to talk about it here, and it is it is pretty objectively a really incredible film. Um, I have mentioned before on our various other projects that I'm just not a movie connoisseur. Like, I am still very new in my discovery of movies. Um, and I didn't watch a lot of older movies growing up. My mom loved to keep up with new movies. And so I didn't watch a lot of noir films or anything because that just isn't what my mom put on the TV. Um, so sometimes watching like 50s movies are, it can be kind of jarring to me because I just don't have that, you know, expertise with them. Whereas like Patrick's mom did watch those. And so he watched them as a kid. Um, and so yeah, it can be a little jarring sometimes. But this is just, like, such a beautiful, beautiful film. Such a great portrait. Every single time there's something on the screen, it's beautiful. And um, just so haunting. So, very, very pleasant um, surprise watching that. Masterful. Masterful in every aspect. And um, I, I cannot believe they're, they're, like, people... This is a movie that is, I think, as good as these Citizen Canes and these Godfathers and things that people have considered the greatest movies of all time, but it doesn't get mentioned in the same breath. And I, I, I just can't believe that sometimes. Speaking of a movie that's not nearly as brilliant. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to now talk about a movie that is like probably one of, it's one of the first movies that I register like loving um, that's not like a kid's movie. Obviously, like I loved Pinocchio as a kid. Like I'm not going to talk about Pinocchio. I don't, I don't have a relationship to Pinocchio anymore. Um, but this is the first movie that I think began to spark my interest in the kind of films that are now my favorite as an adult. Uh, and that movie is Juno. Um, this is so random and not many people know this about me. But when I was little, I'm an only child, um, and I also am in a family where I'm, the, like, the youngest, like, in an extended family where I'm the youngest, um, and so no one had children after me. I was never around pregnant people, and when I was little, I was obsessed with movies about pregnancy. I just was fascinated by it because I didn't know anyone who was pregnant, um, and I used to watch like, look who's talking all the time. I would tell my mom, like, can you just go on like, what was it even called? Like not DVR, but like you could go and search it. What was that? Like old school, like search engine on your TV to go rent stuff. Like the guide DVR? button? DVR TiVo? I, TiVo, I guess maybe. Same thing as um, DVR. Yeah. Well, anyways, I would tell my mom, I'd be, I'd be like, can you look up a movie where like someone's pregnant? And so I watched a lot of, I think, is it like Father of the Bride, where they both get pregnant? I've never seen it, but I think you're right. I yeah. think it's that movie. I loved that movie. I loved, um, I just like loved it. Look, look who's talking, look who's talking to. Like, I was just obsessed. Um, and I vividly remember when Juno came out in theaters, me, my mom, and my best friend and her stepmom would go on movie date nights. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go see this movie Juno. And we would often do a thing where like my mom and her stepmom went to go see one movie. We would go see a different movie, like a more kiddie movie. And I was probably, I was young, but I wasn't like super young. I was probably like 13 at the time. Um, and was I that? When Juno came out, you were like 10. Okay, 10. Okay, so I was, I was off by a couple of years. My friend was like 13 at the time. She was older than me. Um, so I was like 10. And I was like, we have to go see Juno. And that's what my mom and her stepmom were going to see. But she was a very <laughs> goody two-shoes Christian girl. And she was like, oh my god, no. Like, we are not going to go see a movie about teenage pregnancy. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I went to go see Miss Congeniality. No, not Miss Congeniality. Confessions of a Shopaholic. <laughs> Even worse. Um, and I remember just seething. Just absolutely fucking seething in the in the um, auditorium. Like, like I just wanted to be watching Juno so bad. And so I ended up, like, running it recently after, and it became my favorite movie of all time for many, 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 many years. Um, I used to, for fun, just quote the entire movie playing every character from start to finish. Like, I was psychotically obsessed with it. And... It took me a long time to learn the vernacular to explain why I liked it so much. Because it's not, you know, the story is good, but the story is never what kept me coming back. Um, and now that I've, you know, done a lot of, like, introspection around the kind of movies that I like, I realize it's a couple of things that always seem to come back in the movies that I love now. And that one of them is a killer playlist. Juno has one of the best... Um, uh, I'm like blanking on the word. What, not play. soundtracks. Soundtracks. Thank you. Juno has one of the best soundtracks of all time for me. It's not for everyone, but it is the exact kind of music that I love. Um, a mix of old, a mix of indie, new at the time, and just, just so perfect for the you know film. And I, I find uh, like there's, I get so much joy. When a movie, like, thinks about the music that it puts in. Because you, it's so easy to just throw a, a love song into a love scene in a movie and then call it a day. But, but movies that, you know, work so hard to find the perfect song for the perfect moment for the perfect character, I think is so special. And Juno does that flawlessly. So that was, like, tick number one. The other thing is just aesthetic. It was, like, the first movie that I saw that had just, like, this just aesthetic world, you know, like it, it committed to the world and it was certain colors and certain, you know, whatever it was a, it was like a seasonal movie. So they would flip between certain seasons. And it's I love like that. a palette. Yeah. A palette that, thank you. Um, it would flip through certain seasons and I loved seeing how the palette changed for each season. Um, and I just thought that it was just so beautiful and like visually appealing. And that's again, something that I think continues to come back. I loved the addition of, like, artwork in it. Like, there are moments where things are hand-drawn and stop-motion and the mixing of mediums I loved. So, you know, like, Juno is a good movie. I enjoyed watching a movie about pregnancy because I was obsessed with that. I love Michael Sarah. I love Elliot Page. I love, um, uh, Allison, is Allison Janney? Is that her name? Is that her oh, first name? Oh, Allison Janney. Janney. Sorry. Thank you. Allison Janney. I love, oh my God, what's Jennifer his name? Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. And, but who's the dad? Uh, he does the, the commercials. 
He was in Whiplash. He's the mean guy. Oh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. I love. I would die for J.K. Simmons. Um, and yeah. It, so uh, this movie was just apparently. Can't yeah. His fucking <laughs> I'm sorry. Name. I'm sorry. Um, it was just gonna be a knockout of the park for me, and it was. I w- I still to this day am so uh, unbelievably, just upset that I did not get to see it in theaters. But that's okay because I have actually ran through two discs of it because I literally broke them i watched it so much um and yeah i just that was like the groundwork for the rest of the films that i love and so i can't possibly not talk about a favorites lift list and not include it um even though i haven't seen it in in many years now do you think that you like my list more or that i like your list more uh I feel like you hate a lot of these movies. So I don't I... hate any movies, okay. really. I mean, okay. I hate, like, five movies, I okay. think. But, like, I don't know. My movies are just very not his thing. Like, I know, like, one of these movies on this list, you just, like, absolutely, like, don't get why I love it so much. <laughs> I was I just thinking, the best like, for last. The, my last pick, Night of the Hunter, and my yeah. next one, I sh- showed you them both recently, and you were like, yeah, they're good. Yeah. I can see why they are good. Yeah. So I don't know. So what are your opinions on mine? All Monsters right, so Inc. I know you love. My next pick is uh <laughs> No, what do you think about Juno? Juno, I I feel I don't the things that you like about Juno, I don't it, it's not that I don't like, it's just I'm indifferent towards. Yeah, exactly. Like Michael Patrick, Sarah, I don't I don't have any opinion on Michael Sarah. I don't understand how that's humanly possible, but um, sure. I, I do really like the soundtrack. It is a it is a great soundtrack. Yeah. I think partially because you play it all the freaking time and I <laughs> yeah. had to listen to it a bunch. Um, no, but it's it is so a really good, good soundtrack. Um, yeah. I mean, I think for like... Movies about pregnancy. I can't say I've been running around <laughs> yeah. looking for them. I did like Look Who's Talking, though. That's fun. <laughs> Look Who's Talking is so fun. Um, oh, my God. I was obsessed. But no, I think... Baby like, geniuses. Patrick... Like, I think Patrick's list is just more like, yeah, these are objectively good movies. No one can be like, The Wizard of Oz sucks. Like, you can't say that. It's the first movie that had color. Like, you can't say that. It's not true at all. It's not? No. <laughs> the look <laughs> okay, on your face right Okay, this now. is news to me. The first movie that had color. Isn't that why it was so incredible? No. No. It's just amazing that they they used both and like how they thematically used both. Whatever, dude. We don't need to get. Into I thought this it was right like now. a big reveal this whole time. No, no. Like we could start this movie in color, but we're not gonna. We're gonna make you wait because it's the first time it's ever been done. That would be awesome, <laughs> but that's not true at all. There were like a lot of movies with color. Like almost all of them that year. All right, moving on. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> my next pick. Yes. We watched recently. Yes. We went to the drive-in. Yes. Went to the Mahoning Drive-in in Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, if you're a big film buff, you might know the Mahoning. Um, they're still rocking and rolling on 35 millimeter out there in uh, in the in the Pennsylvania County. And uh, we live actually a movie on my list. We also saw at the Mahoning. So that I, is true. I will give them another special shout out. That is true. We live like two and a half hours away. Yeah. But the issue with us is that's not far, but because it's a drive-in, they have to play things late. You got to wait till the sun goes down. Yeah. Um, they'll do like triple bills and movies, the last movie ended at two o'clock in the morning yeah. later. 
we can't drive two and a half hours home then. No. We slept in the car last time we were there. Um, Which is not fun. Stayed in the lot <laughs> Let's and slept be in the car. Um, so we, we kind of try and just make it like an annual thing. Yeah. Um, they have the best programming though every time they announce something i go oh that's such a good idea they put so much heart and soul oh, into it they have one, every time they have one coming up and it's the craft and scream and i was like if we hadn't just done i think we actually have something that weekend which is why we're not going oh yeah the red sox are in it's town. this weekend oh yeah it's this weekend um oh my god i was like I, I haven't seen the craft but it's been on my watch list forever and high on my watch list forever um love scream although scream 2 is superior i should have put scream 2 on this list <laughs> um i'll put that as an honorable mention um but yeah like they put so much thought into their programming and that's just like i respect the hell out of them for that um they have good little snacks and drinks and everybody there the vibes are awesome. yeah the vibes are immaculate honestly <laughs> like the people there are so happy to be there and it just makes it makes the vibes incredible you just don't get to see 35 millimeter very often if you don't live you know and in basically New York or Los Angeles yeah. in terms of the states. I mean, that's about it. Uh, Chicago a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we've got a place near us in D.C., but they don't run everything on film. They just do from time things, to time. Yes, things here and there. And um, it seems like I can almost never make it out to what they do. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we went a couple weeks ago for a Walter Hill triple bill. And um, the the real highlight of that was the first movie. Um a movie that I feel is very representative of like my my love of like cult classics. Like I thought about putting Rocky Horror in this slot, but I thought we might end up doing like a Rocky episode or something down the line. I've also written about Rocky before. Um, and so I feel like this kind of takes a similar um, you know, spot, and that is the Warriors from what I believe is seventy nine, seventy eight. Um the Warriors is this movie about their, there's all these gangs in New York City and they all have these different crazy outfits and names and different personalities and stuff. It's sort of this like circus atmosphere um, and some shit goes down in New York City and there's like 200 gangs and all of them want to kill one gang, the Warriors, and you're following the Warriors as they try and split out of town and get back to uh, Long Island, I think it is. Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Coney Island. And um, I like the Warriors because it's crazy. It's crazy. It's got the most ridiculous costumes. It's got the most ridiculous um, situations. Um, it has these larger-than-life characters. It's, it takes place in this universe that is sort of like our own, but not really at all I like our own. I love movies like that. Um, and, and it's also just become, like I said, it's become this cult classic people freaking love the warriors. And, um, this is partially because it was the first movie in a triple bill, but after it played a couple weeks, weeks ago, like half the lot left. Yeah. People were there for the warriors. Clearly. And then laughed. And also obviously not only just the movie, but to meet some of the warriors. Yeah, some of the guys were there. Yeah. And that was cool. Got we to got autographs and posters. And some people and... were dressed up. Patrick was one of those people. Yep. He dressed up as one of the baseball furies. Yeah, one of the baseball furies, thank you. Um and then other people dressed up as warriors and various other gang members and it was just so cool. Um I had never seen the Warriors before. Patrick watched it when he had COVID, so I was not around. I was intentionally not around at that time. And um 
I will say, like, the only kind of, like, bummer about drive-ins for me is I just kind of have, like, really shitty vision. Um, even with glasses, I have a horrible lazy eye and it's really hard for me to see far away. And so anytime that I'm not, like, close and in an undistracting environment, it can be really hard for me to focus on a movie. And then also on top of that, it can be hard to hear um, when you're sitting outside of your car and just have like the radio blaring and then someone is always like two seconds off. And so it's not like I, I would personally say, I don't know that the drive-in is my favorite way to watch a new to me movie, um, but it is perfect for a movie that you already know and love, which is what I'll talk about a little later with a pick, um, two picks from now. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was good. I will say I paid more attention to that movie than any other movie, partially because it was just the first one and I had the most stamina. And then after that started getting real late and I started getting real tired and I also just wasn't as interested in the other movies, but it's a movie that I'm really excited to revisit. It's um, a lot easier to watch three movies. When the first one doesn't start at like eight forty five, yeah, <laughs> you know? and it's also a lot easier to watch three movies for me when you're in like a comfy ish movie theater and not like in a camping chair outside. Yeah, we did like um, the Lord, Lord of, of the, the Rings. Lord of the Rings is exactly what I was thinking. Which what a hell of a triple feature! We watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies in one day at our local Cinemark. What I guess like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um and. I freaking loved it. I had never seen a Lord of the Rings movie before, and I was obsessed. Um, I'm thinking about even reading the book. Um, yeah, it was, I, I went 30s, 50s, 70s. I'll do 90s next, but first, your next but pick. First, um, I believe it is a 90s movie, mine. <laughs> Keep with the theme. So mine is a movie that I am actually like re-obsessed with at the moment. Um, and it is because I am currently rereading the book and just rewatched the movie in preparation of this. Um, that movie is The Virgin Suicides. Sophia Coppola, Coppola's directorial debut uh, in a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film adapted from the book by, I'm going to butcher his name, Jeffrey Eugenides. I think you got it. Eugenides? Okay. Um, he won the Pulitzer a couple years later for a book called Middlesex, but he's a very, very talented writer, and Sofia Coppola did a brilliant job at adapting his um, book for the screen. Um, yeah, so I was an unbearable, gritty, wannabe tween uh, that lived on Tumblr. I was obsessed. I wanted to make depression cool. I was like about as agonizing as you can get um, in the 2014 era. Um, and so I first heard about the book The Virgin Suicides on Tumblr because girls would post pictures of them reading it. And I was like, wow, that's so cool and so edgy. And so in middle school, I bought the book and I read it and I remember not really liking it. I remember thinking that it was super long and super detailed for absolutely no reason. And I just was not a huge fan. I finished it. I was big into reading in middle school, um, but not, <laughs> it was, it was difficult for me. I, I, I remember distinctly not really liking the book. Um, and it, it, it sat in my closet for like 15 years, I guess, until I, not quite 15, but you know, like 10 years until I just picked it back up like a week ago. Um, but I loved the movie. 
The movie, I thought, I I don't actually know what my thoughts were on the movie at the time, other than I just thought that the story was so interesting. Um, If you don't know, The Virgin Suicides is about a family who grapples with the suicide of their youngest daughter and the consequential um, suicides of the rest of their remaining four daughters after they are basically um, shut out from the world even more than they ever have been because of the initial suicide. Um, and I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe I forced myself to like it because I just thought it made me cool and edgy, but regardless, it has ended up in me genuinely, like, rediscovering the movie in a whole new way. Um, like I said, I just reread the book, like, literally last week, um, and I hadn't read it since I initially read it 10 years ago. And, oh my gosh, I could not disagree with any of my thoughts more. Um, It's not at all long and boring. It is so rich. It is maybe the richest book I have ever read. I have never read a book quite so detailed in the world that it is building. I wish that The Virgin Suicides, although I think that Sophia Coppola does a brilliant job at bringing it to life. I think it could be eight hours and I would be invested. Like, I love the story. I think, um, you know, Jeffrey Eugenides' mind is, I just, like, I don't even know how he comes up with half the shit that he does, but it's just so poignant and incredible and and maybe I still have a a need in me to want to be edgy, but I just, I love it. I loved the book this time around. I can't believe that I didn't like it the first time. I mean, I can't believe it because I was like 12 and way too freaking young to be reading it and I know that I did not understand it at the time. Um, But the film is beautiful and it is um, aesthetically pleasing. Again, like I said, it's going to have, these are going to be things that I come back to uh, each time around. Um, The world that they build is so beautiful. I love, I love um, stories and movies that are narrated um, by kind of a third party. Juno is narrated um, by Elliot Page and... um, uh, Monsters, Inc. obviously isn't, but some of the other ones are also narrated, and this is one of them, and it's just... Giovanna, Giovanni Ribisi. Yes, is the person who narrates The Virgin Suicides. Um, and yeah, it's and just And might incredible. give the best performance in the movie. Yeah, In a movie full of very interesting <laughs> and uh, very, I don't know, like like uh, piercing performances. Yes. He just somehow he gets this, this monologue just... Mono, like it's so monotone yeah it's it's so monotone um it's it's very like he's like his performance is like the theme of the movie yeah and um he 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 carries that really well yeah kathleen turner is haunting in this movie like she is just so her evasiveness is just so like visceral like i don't know it's just it's 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 incredible. Um, Chris Kirsten Dunst does an incredible job playing Lux She's Lisbon. She's brilliant. She is brilliant, in and she doesn't and she doesn't get nearly enough credit. No. She's a baby in this film, and you can just see that she is She's going right to away. go she on. Got it. Yeah, she got it instantly. Like she, you know, the I will say like the the book and the film clearly like Lux is the main character. Um, in terms of like the daughters. Um. The girls have, like, slightly more personality in the book, but barely. But, yeah, she nails it. She freaking 
nails it. Um, and the supporting cast, although not fill, filled with people who have incredibly successful careers or have even gone on to do anything, I don't think a single sister uh, in the movie has really gone on to do much. Oh, that's not true. The one, I, I don't I don't know the other two, but the one was on Criminal Minds for 10 years. Oh, really? Who? Yeah. The uh, sister, the youngest sister, Cecilia? I think she's the oldest sister. Oh, yeah, I have no clue. I uh, didn't watch Criminal Minds. Um, the other two, I, I might film just not careers know them. maybe. I but no, a lot of them. Like I think the the daughter who plays either like Mary or Bonnie. I don't think she did like a literal single other thing. Um, it also has a Schwartzman brother. Robert Schwartzman is in this, playing an adorable, slick backed, haired, like wannabe son of a gangster. And he's so cute. Jason Schwartzman is the love of my life. So I, I love supporting a Schwartzman brother um, who's obviously related to Sofia Coppola. Um, and um, yeah, keep it in the family. <laughs> she will never make a movie that good again. No, she won't. And I'm, I will say I am very excited to watch Marie Antoinette. But I watched, <laughs> we watched The Bling Ring. Oh my God. Which is a movie that her. sounds made for me. Like, I love shit like that. I love Y2K. I love, like, celebrity gossip. Um, and God, I fucking hated that movie. I, I don't even know if we finished it. I, um, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about okay. poo on movies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But what but I'm trying man, to say that is. that movie stinks. Anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, Via Coppola made a truly incredible. Her first uh, movie. Yeah. Film Night of the Hunter was uh, Charles yes. Lawton's first movie. Yeah. And his last. I think he knew uh, he could never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about Sofia Coppola. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, my next pick, I. I thought about for a long time i had a couple things in the 80s that i had thought about picking but then i was like yeah that would kind of ruin the thing that i'm doing and uh, i had uh, a couple other 90s movies um though i tried to stay as as far away from being film bro-y as possible because oh no we all know where this is going no i know so i decided to stay away from being film bro oh okay good for you i didn't want to be like oh yeah my favorite movies are fight club and Zodiac pulp fiction and pulp fiction and whatever else um although those are good movies um i chose the a movie that you suggested for my 90s slot which is jurassic park i mean you can't fault the movie. It's a perfect movie. That's super, yeah, I mean, it's... I, what the hell do you say yeah, about it? Yeah, we don't it? even need to talk about it. Because it's just perfect. Like, it's gripping. It's It's so beautiful. scary. It's so funny. Yeah. I love the cast. Yeah. They are beautiful, and they are funny, and they are smart, and... And it gets you in and out. It does, and the, the effects CGI, yeah. still work. But yeah, they hold and, up. They're not and, overpowering either, like... Yeah. You know, that's, you know, kind of the detriment of, of and the lost Every world. time you watch another shitty Jurassic Park movie, it makes you appreciate the original more and they just keep making them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they're down to six now. They've made six of these Jurassic movies. Yeah. And all of them combined do not even come close no. to the genius of the original. Um, Some things are just better left to just, live on just, on their own. It's just got the perfect beats and it's it just it knows how to hold you and when to let you go and when to let you breathe and when to bring you right back into it and it's just it's i mean it's spielberg at his best but it really is just this like this perfectly architect uh journey 
Yeah. Um, that you never, that, you know, there's a lot so of stuff good. where you go like, oh, this is where I go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this, I can step away. I no, can check I, my, like, you can't leave your every seat. Every yeah. thing perfectly needs, leads to the next. It's paced so geniusly. well. Geniusly. Yeah. I and mean, just, it's just geniusly. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. It is just like truly incredible. Um, listen, again, I'm not going to try and poo on other movies and sequels. We all know how the world feels about the Jurassic World installments, but I will just say bold of them to do a double feature at AMC where they started with Jurassic Park and then ended with Dominion. That's all I'll say. Interesting choice. Wow. You tell us how we felt about Dominion. They showed you (laughs) Jurassic Park and then thought... Let's show you the really shitty version of yeah. that movie now. <laughs> when we saw it that, it's like obviously, sense. like obviously, we went, we had to go, um, and see. But when we first saw it, we were like, part of us was just intrigued because we were like, they must think really, really highly of Dominion. Like they must be like, oh yeah, if I'm gonna make you watch back to back the greatest movie of all time, and then this movie, it has to at least hold up. No, they just stole our fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on. Moving on. To another 90s movie. I guess this is just an era that I like. Although it's a 90s movie, it's not a movie that I discovered until much later in life, which is why it's later in my list. And that movie is a movie that I know Patrick absolutely loves. I'm not being sarcastic. It is Clueless. This is a movie that I also saw at the Mahoning. Our first trip to the Mahoning on October 3rd. Everyone knows the day Aaron Samuels asks Katie Heron and Mean Girls, what's the date? And she says it's October 3rd. We went on October 3rd um, on Mean Girls Day to the Mahoning and saw the most incredible double feature of Mean Girls and Clueless, which is why I said before, I think the Mahoning for me personally, because I have shitty eyesight and I find it hard to hear outside the car, um, I think that the Mahoning is perfect for... Movies that are not new to me. I could quote Mean Girls and Clueless like the back of my hand. So watching them in that setting was perfectly wonderful and enjoyable. Um, I mean, again, like what is there bad to say about Clueless? It's it's so fun. It has an incredible soundtrack. Literally such a good freaking soundtrack. Starting off with Kids in America, like you just know <laughs> it's going to be a banger soundtrack. And then um, The Clothes. The baby Paul Rudd, the incredible Alicia Silverstone in her prime, the aesthetics of that movie and the world building of that. She was like 17 when she made that movie. Yeah. You can talk about Kristen Dunst and Virgin Suicides. Oh my God. Alicia Silverstone, like, uh, I don't even have words. I'm literally lost for words. I don't know how you can be like a child and be that good. No. It's crazy. No. Um, And be that funny. She's so funny. Yes, she's so funny. Everyone in that movie is so funny. Um, Paul Rudd is just like so freaking adorable. Her dad, I can't remember her dad's oh, name. I'm so bad at remembering actors and actresses' name. I'm so sorry. The Dion and her boyfriend are absolutely freaking hysterical. Like every single part of this movie is incredible. Um, from the moment it comes on the screen and plays Kids in America and she picks out her virtual outfit on her computer, like you're just like, oh, like this movie's gonna slap. We have an, uh, a a Britney. Brittany Snow? No, not Brittany Snow. That's the other girl. Oh, my goodness. Brittany White? No. Oh, Oh God. Oh, my goodness. It's so late, guys. We were recording this so late. (laughs) And it has been a long day. Um, oh my Murphy. gosh, Brittany Murphy, thank you so much. Um, a Brittany Murphy, may she rest in peace. Oh my god, I feel it's been so a bad. Long it day. has been a long. It's been a long weekend because we've been celebrating Patrick's birthday, but it has been a, a very long day. 
we get an incredible performance from baby Brittany Murphy. The, I, I feel like one of the most iconic scenes that I've ever, um, like that I love to, or iconic interviews rather, is when Brittany Murphy is doing an interview about Clueless years later. And um, they show the clip where she goes like, uh, you're a virgin that doesn't know how to drive. And then it cuts back to her like 10 years later. And she's like, I think at the time I was a virgin who didn't know how to drive. Like, <laughs> it's just so cute. Like these kids are babies and they nail it. Every single one of them. They nail it. It is such a good movie. And um, did I show you Clueless? Yeah, we went to like a Alamo Draft House movie party. Yes, but I I think I had only actually seen Clueless like one time. Um, I think I watched it just like at home one night in high school, and I was like, oh, this movie's really good. Um, didn't have a particular if if. Oh my gosh, affinity for it's, it. It's late. It's late. I didn't have a particular affinity for it other than I was like, this is a great movie. But then seeing it at Alamo Draft House for this movie party, I was like, no, this movie is freaking amazing. And now we make every attempt to go see it and watch it pretty pretty frequently. So yeah, such a good movie. I think this is, it is, I agree. It, it is, I love Clueless and um, don't often say no to watching it. It's very rewatchable. Another great soundtrack uh, yeah. that, that we play a lot. Um, Patrick bought me that on vinyl for my birthday one year, I believe. You got it. I have most of these soundtracks on vinyl because a good movie has to have a good soundtrack. If it's going to be in a top list for me, it has to have a good soundtrack. My last one is a movie that I know that you really like. Uh, and it is, I think... Uh, one of the classics of the past few years, and it is Uncut Gems. So good. Uncut Gems has a lot of things, like once if we're talking about a representative five, right? It's got a lot of things in it that I like in other movies. I like when actors go against type, right? That's a big one. Um, I like new actors and debut performances, and I like regular people who are not actors who are playing some sort of version of themselves and uh, this in is the movie. Littered with them. I mean, yeah. basically every person except for Adam like, Sandler. Well, that's there's um, like eight of them. I think the like they're like real actors. Yeah, but like, like even Julia Fox, else. that was her first movie. I know, you know I know, like but there's, she, most of them are at least closer to being Idina real. Menzel sure, yeah. Got, um, but I'm saying, like, I feel like the supporting cast, most of them are at least closer to being normal people who don't act Kevin than Garnett they are playing to. Himself is yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Um, you got all Lakeith. The, in, yeah. True. Well, Lakeith, obviously, uh, awesome, incredible, um, so hot. Love and, that man. Um, it's it's got this energy that I love, and it's it's another one of those that it's it's really tense but also very funny and it just it but covers, not in the typical adam sandler way which no. is refreshing it covers every spectrum of of you know uh, emotions when you could be watching yeah, a high movie. highs low lows totally hooking all the way through and um yeah they just they do a lot of things that i like in to see in movies and they do it like the best in uncut gems and uh, yeah, the movie's on. There was the very first day I started logging things on Letterboxd. Yeah, I was going to say, I had a feeling I that it was something. Were Monsters like that. Inc. and Uncut Gems. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I like Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was all downhill from there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Uncut Gems is just incredible. Uh, we... It was all the bling ring from there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
we recently watched the commentary that comes on the wonderful Criterion disc, and it was fascinating. Criterion 4K, baby, Ultra yes. HD. Which I will say when we rewatched The Virgin Suicides, that was also the Criterion 4K HD, and it was beautiful. Absolutely stunning. The lighting in that which film was a lot was of Criterion movies. We watched Night of the Hunter yeah. on the Criterion disc. That would be the only other one, but still. Oh, no, the next one's a Criterion one, too. Oh my gosh, that's right. Four, four of our <laughs> we ten. We are Criterion Sims. Yeah. Um, what to say? Um, well, that leads us into the last pick of the evening, my pick, a movie that I know Patrick is not incredibly fond of, and another 90s movie. I guess we are just 90s uh, people as well. Um, that movie is Rushmore. Rushmore, Wes Anderson's second feature film following Bottle Rocket. It follows Jason Schwartzman as Max, who is more in love with his boarding, not boarding school. He doesn't live there, but he, it's like a school that you, I guess, can live at. Um, But he's more in love with his special, incredible private school than he is with anything else in life until he falls in love with a first grade teacher. Bill Murray is incredible and so funny in this. I am such a simp for all of Wes Anderson's favorite key players that come back in every movie. Um, Jason Schwartzman, obviously, being one of them. Uh, he co-wrote this film with Owen Wilson, who I think um, is honestly him and Owen Wilson are a force to be reckoned with when it comes to writing. Um uh, like I said, Bill Murray is in this, and yeah, it's it, he's it's very early on, so it's not as heavily stacked as things like um, uh, the Royal Tenenbaums and even like Moonrise Kingdom, and uh, more most recently um, uh, the French Dispatch. Uh, sorry, again, late. It's late. <laughs> it's late. Um, but yeah, it's it's perfect. I love that film. I know it's not Patrick's favorite, but I will tell you why it is one of my favorites. And I would say, like, maybe one of my favorite films of all time, um, if not my favorite. But it is new to me, despite being pretty old. Because I did not even watch a Wes Anderson film until Patrick showed them to me. And I'm sure he regrets that decision every single day because it just started me off on an unhinged journey to watch all of them. Um, but here's why I love it incredible soundtrack i wrote an entire article uh on feature presentation a great article yeah. that you can uh i don't know if it's on the site yet but it'll be on the in the next couple of days uh we're still trying to backlog move everything all over things, yeah, yeah we were previously on medium but we are leaving medium for our new independent website um but it will be you're there on soon. that website right now if you're listening to yes. it so um so i wrote an article all about that you can read that to learn more about how much i love that soundtrack it's just incredible again you know wes anderson is a perfect perfect example of someone who is so intentional with the music that he chooses there is not a thought that goes un unthought of you know in in his choosing of music and i literally listen to my west anderson soundtrack most days commuting to work um it, it, it he just has such a arsenal of of music you think like how 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 do you even search through your brain and find something so perfect for this moment so perfect for this character and it just it it i'm in awe every single time and this is a perfect example of that um and only like i said his second film you know like he was so new to this um him and owen and i just was you know blown away when i first saw this film um another thing i love about it again aesthetic 
the mixing of mediums. There are, again, it's similar to Juno. Instead of seasons, they go by months. Um, and so you get some nice drawings and animations to lead you into each month uh, throughout the year. The passage of time is clear and how that changes the aesthetic and the palette. Um, and I love, I just eat that shit up, honestly. And um, I also just like, I don't know if there's ever been someone that I resonate to more cinematically than Max, which may, may make me sound like totally pompous and ridiculous, but I have always told everyone. <laughs> yeah. I was a double major and a minor in college. I loved school. I always told people that I never, I, I ended up being a double major and a minor because I couldn't figure out what the hell to major in. Not because I wasn't interested in anything, but the opposite. I was interested in everything. I always said that if I could just be in school and study everything forever, I would do that as a career because I loved school. Like not the people and being young, but I just love learning. I love learning about all different things. I wanted to study sociology and anthropology and communications and political science and maybe everything except science and math. <laughs> um, I just loved it. I just, I love learning. And I felt so similarly about my college experience, the way Max feels about Rushmore. And I just think that it just, I don't know, it just really spoke to me um, in a way that no other film has. And it, it, I just so quickly identified with Max. And yeah, it's just incredible. It's just so good. It's so sweet. Like I said, Bill Murray is incredible. It's so funny um, in a way that, you know, most Wes Anderson films are, but also in a way that most Wes Anderson films aren't because he was still new and finding his groove. It's not hyper aesthetic like Grand Budapest, but it still has a, you know, a loose palette to it that ties it all together beautifully. And it's just, oh, I just love this film. I don't even know what to say about it. It's just so good. All right. So, well, what are your thoughts? No <laughs> thoughts. So, uh, that's your top five. Okay. That's your representative five. I know Patrick is not a huge fan of Wes Anderson. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. I just. What is your favorite Wes Anderson film? Well, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Is I mean they're all great. They're all good movies. I just like there's just something about okay. One of the things I talked about was great performances, and I don't, yeah. I don't want to imply that nobody gets great performances. But it was the exact opposite is true. However, he, they have to do a very specific thing, right? They have to live in this world, and they have to be very stylish, and they have to do these big, crazy performances. And I'm not always down for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't find that for, for myself as an audience member very sustainable for 90 minutes yeah that was one reason why I like two and a half hours more like it for him <laughs> there's one reason why i like grand budapest it's another reason why we like the french dispatch is the like the ensemble stuff at least you get to bounce around a little bit mm -hmm. I, I enjoy that rushmore it's not that it's like the same three yeah people. but i also feel like it's not the same out of this world performances it is though it is you think that really yeah oh wow i just so disagree Ugh. watch it again I'm sure you will tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's doing a whole bit that I just, I, it gets It was old his first for, movie ever. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, listen, I'm he not was a baby. trying he to was like 16. You're begging me to pull in this movie. No. Okay? I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Okay. So aside from, uh, those are your five, uh, which you also publish in a list on Letterboxd <laughs> for all to see, by no, the way. No, I'm going to delete it. I just wanted to have it for my own You know own how private works viewing. on Letterboxd? I couldn't figure it out. If you okay. go right here, private. Okay. Perfect. 
Okay. Um, I, I'm giving you 30 seconds to speed run some honorable mentions. Oh, my God. Ready? Can you go first? <laughs> no. Okay. Go. She's the man. Um, so funny, incredible. I just recently rewatched it and it's wonderful. Little Miss Sunshine, a movie that I have not revisited in a while and wanted to for this but didn't get to. I used to love that movie growing up and similar vibes. Um, what was the movie I said? I gave it honor. Oh, Jennifer's Body for horror. I absolutely love Jennifer's Body. And what was the other horror movie that I just said? I don't remember. Uh, oh, Scream 2. Scream 2 oh, is Scream a superior two. Scream movie and it's so incredible. Um, I love it. And maybe Fifty First Dates. That was another movie I loved. Okay. I made it. Okay. My turn. Ready? All right. Go. Some things that just missed my list. Uh, the Untouchables, uh, the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Batman from 89, um, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, what else? Game Night. I freaking love Game Night. Oh, that honestly, awesome. iconic. Sorry to bother you. I wrote about a bunch of uh, different things in, in that article that I told you about the cut the cord issue from yesterday. Um, uh, Hoop Dreams is the one I want to shout out. If you haven't seen Hoop Dreams, see Hoop Dreams. It's awesome. I wrote a bit about it. Another Criterion. Okay, there you go. I'm adding one more. I want to say Trial of the Chicago 7 is totally slept on, and it's incredible. All right, there you go. We did it. That's it. I think this is like one of our longest episodes of anything ever. I know. And we don't even get to go to sleep after we've just told no. you over and over again how we're tired t- we're we are not gonna record that other episode <laughs> oh, okay yeah we, we it's getting late and we, we've been fumbling our way through this one and this yes. is our premiere episode of this, i know so. uh, guys stick around things have been hectic this week but we really wanted to get this up for you because like i said throughout both of our podcasts that we've been working on for coming up on a year now for vince vaughn um we just we get so many ideas and we're like, man, like I wish I had a place to talk about this other than Twitter, other than Letterboxd. And we are just so, so excited to have a place to do that. And we also like to go back and forth sometimes. And that's what the show is going to be like, you know, we do that A-listers series where we talk about um, movies where we write back and forth in sort of dialogue form. Um, But sometimes it's just easier to just talk about something. And, and and sometimes uh, you need that length you need more than a thousand words yeah. or whatever, you know. So this is just kind of like we already know that in a couple weeks we're not going to write about Don't Worry Darling. We're going to talk about Don't Worry Darling. Because boy, because oh boy. Professor Taylor is going to come out and, and Pop Culture you all on the whole backstory if you've missed it or if you've only gotten bits and pieces like oh I have. Oh, my God. That's an example. Like we could not if – we, if we wrote a thousand words, either one of us or together or whatever on that movie, we would not – scratch the surface yeah we would not get to all the things we want that will be our first four hour episode and we're also (laughs) we we have some ideas for halloween we're going to kind of do some different challenges and stuff so that's where i'll get to talk about my love for jennifer's body and scream too this show's just gonna be uh on the website for now um because it's not really about like starting another podcast and growing another big platform right it's, it's just, just about like a different medium for yeah, us to do a new outlet um uh some of the conversations we want to have so it i'm sure we'll, we will eventually get it on spotify and apple and all that stuff because you don't want to keep the safari window open i no, get it of course not you know but um but for now like it's not that's not what it's about it's just it's going to come out whenever we don't, we don't even know when the next episode's going to be. It might be Don't Worry Darling, and it's like three weeks from now. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be whenever we feel like something best would be best served through us talking about it. Um, 
that's what we're, you know that's when we're going to be here yeah like patrick said you can find us uh on our other podcasts when we aren't here we upload those weekly um we did take a brief break from those while we got featurepresentation.com or free sorry feature free <laughs> it's late oh my god feature presentation video.com ready for you we took a brief hiatus but we are back and better than ever um yeah check out the vince vonathon and y2 kids you can find all of our social handles for those in the tabs on the website that you are currently listening to this through yeah, and uh, all the rest of this week, aside from Vince and Wadju Kids, we're, we're doing stuff about um, our favorite movies and introducing ourselves to so get to know us, and then we're we're right back into the swing of things like we were before we took our little break to move to the new website, reviewing new stuff, talking about old stuff, giving some recommendations, doing lists, of course talking about Vince, of course talking about uh, er- the early 2000s nostalgia, you know, um, we're doing it all, and we've got something every single day of the week on the website. And it is all free. No paywall. Put your email in. We'll send it to you every day. And it won't cost you a cent. No. I mean, really, guys. What is there to lose? Uh, No, but... You can find us online as well if you just can't get enough of us five days a week at FeaturePresentationVideo.com. You can find us on social media. You can find me on social media. You can find me on Letterboxd at Taylor Malone. Where she just publishes random lists of things <laughs> okay, it's for on, herself. It's on private now. Um, you can find me on Letterboxd at Taylor Malone. And you can find me on Twitter at Mailer Talone. Uh, I talk I'm... a lot about the Red Sox and yep. a little bit about movies. Uh, Patrick J. Regal, everywhere you find people online. But what I really want you to do is check out more of this website, read some of the stuff, listen to the podcasts, all that kind of stuff. We talk, we talk better than this normal. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's like <laughs> normal and, talk better than this. It's been, it's been rough, uh, yeah. uh, in terms of the length of the weekend. A yeah. lot of, a lot of long days the past couple of days. Yeah. Like you would think a four day weekend would be nice and restful. No, it's bus, club, another (laughs) club, another club. (laughs) Exactly. So, okay, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for being here. And uh, check out the website, put your email in, and uh, we'll see you whenever the next episode of this comes out. Yeah, see you then.